welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Every week, I try to introduce you to many different dads that are out there doing tons of things to be the best dads they can be, and also fathers that are out there trying to help people just like you to be able to help you to think about fatherhood in a different way, to be able to connect with other dads in different ways, just like we're doing here in Fathering Together. And today, we've got another great guest that's doing just that. Keegan Alba is with us today. He's the executive director of a group called Dad Guild, and we're going to talk about what Dad Guild is all about today. But first and foremost, we're going to talk about Keegan as a dad. Keegan, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure having you here. I know you have two daughters yourself, just like me. Your daughters are a little bit different ages than mine, because mine are in their teenagers, and you've still got some youngins. But um, I want to turn the clock back in time, and I, I love starting starting our conversations this way, because I want you to go back to that first moment, that first moment when you realized that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? It's funny, because I know it doesn't work out like this, like science-wise. I'm a very like sensitive male and pretty emotional. And so I think I was like pretty early on, I was like, I'm I'm pretty sure I can only make females. <laughs> and so it wasn't that surprising when I when my partner and I learned that our first child we were having uh was gonna be a girl. And it's either side, like whether you're having a, a son or a daughter, there's so many like, gosh, it's such an interesting world to like raise a child in. And I think I was just like incredibly excited. Like it's one of those things like I, I wanted I wanted daughters. I wanted to be like the only male in the household. I wanted to be like the Danny Tanner. And so like <laughs> it was something that I had like fantasized about, like having having young girls. And yeah, so I was just like so I was beyond thrilled when I and like, obviously I would have been happy if I was having sons too. Um, but I was just beyond thrilled when I learned that I was going to have a daughter for the first time. Now, a lot of dads that I talk to that have daughters, and I know I felt this way myself along the way, that as they have their daughter, there's some fear that's going through their heads. Now, I know for myself, a lot of it came from just the fact that I'm a guy, you know, and I am, I'm an only child, so I didn't have any experience raising kids, raising daughters, definitely. And there, as I've said in the past, there's really not a manual to how you do this right, whether it's boys or girls. But with boys, at least we have a little bit of an idea of what we we went through ourselves. And if we want to follow that same type of mentality of the and way in which we were raised. But with girls, it's something completely different. So as you think about your daughters and the experiences that you've had with them thus far, what would you say was your biggest fear in raising daughters in today's society? It's interesting because like when I, I grew up a male, and, but especially during like my middle school, teenage high school years, like most of my friends were girls. And because I really craved this, like, 
I found that my friends who were girls had better active listening skills, <laughs> would uh, show me more empathy. We'd have like really, you know, conversations on the phone where you're like, you're crying and sharing, like sharing things. And that felt really meaningful. And I didn't have that experience a lot with my male friends. I had a lot of great male friends, but just that wasn't really how our relationships were described. So having daughters that really like, uh, I was ex- I was excited for like raising humans who I think in- can embody that a bit more where it's more accepted in our society to like be really open and like you know share share feelings but i would say in terms of like the biggest fear <laughs> i think one of the biggest fears particularly around young women is knowing how a lot of times males can work and how and, you know growing up in a patriarchy in our society where men have power and you and raising two young girls who in a, in a patriarchy who i'm like gosh like how how can I help you or how can I accompany you on your journey of finding your voice and advocating for yourself and not being afraid of people and, you know, not not stepping down from, from men who are wielding power in front of you, which I think, you know, happens a lot in our society. And so I think that fear of like, gosh, how can I the fear of like that we're not going to like provide them with the right tools or the right strategies for like navigating those situations, whether it's, you know, I think the, the example that comes to mind is anything involving like sexual assault, but also just in terms of like being in the workplace and like how a lot of times men dominate conversations or hold power in companies and organizations, or just there's so many examples, like from going to the store to being in school where men have power over women. And so just fearing that I'm not helping provide them with the tools and strategies they need to navigate a world like that and speak up for themselves. You know, it is difficult to be able to help our daughters, especially when they're young, to understand what it means to find their voice and to advocate for themselves. And I know we all do that in different ways. Yeah, I know I've had to do that with my own daughters in pushing them to advocate for themselves and be willing to stand up for themselves in many different ways. We do that in as fathers in different ways as well. Now, as you have raised your daughters in the years that they've been in your life, and I know your oldest is six right now, so as you think back to the years that you've had with them, what's been the hardest part in raising your daughters thus far? Well, I think one of the hard things as a parent, especially with young kids, I mean, like, you know, I remember trying to teach my kids to use their voice and like, hey, when you don't like something, you speak up and you let someone know that it's not okay. And it's, it's, it's one of those tools that it's like, gosh, this is so powerful. I'm so glad that you're learning this. But then it's really challenging when you're like, I'm trying to put you in the car seat or we got to put our socks on to leave the house or you got to go to bed. You got to eat your vegetables. You got to take a bath. Like all these things where your, your kid is like, <laughs> it's like saying no across the board. And you're like, gosh, how do I navigate this? How do I teach you that? Like, that like when you say no, when you say no, or I don't like this, that like people are listening. Cause I don't want you to think that like, you know, you hear time and time again where where women will say, gosh, I just, I don't say anything because no one listens. And it's like, I don't want my kids to, I want them to feel heard when they say no or they don't like something while also finding that balance of like, yes, your word's important and you, you got to take a bath and like, you got to put your seatbelt on and like, we, we have to leave the house today, like, or I will get fired from my job. These are things that have to happen. 
And it's really, that's, I, I have found that balance like really, really, really challenging. It can be really challenging, especially as they're young and they, they do find that voice, like you said, and then they start to push the, the limits and try to see how far they can go to be able to see how far dad will go when it comes to that. I have lived through that and I definitely understand what you've gone through <laughs> and probably what you're still going through right now. Every day. <laughs> Now, as you have gone through your kids' lives, you know, balance is something that's not always an easy thing. It is something that I know I've struggled with and every father I've talked to has struggled with. And as you look at your own life and what you've had to do to be able to balance your work, your life, your fatherhood and beyond, talk to me about balance and what you've had to do to, to either find it, struggle with it, or somewhere in between. I was hoping you were going to give me the answers for this one, Chris, on how to find the balance. Man, that is just like, uh, that is not easy. You know, our current situation, and like I have come from a lot of, you know, privilege. We have a, we have a home. Both my partner and I, we've, we've have jobs. We have a, you know, uh, everyone's in good health and we just have a great support system. And it is so challenging, you know, especially during the, during this pandemic where you're like trying to raise kids and uh, whenever there's a cold, you have to like, you know, they might be out of school for a week. And my, my partner, she works full time and she's in grad school and does like comedy in town. I was working full time in addition to like, you know, getting uh, dad guild, this organization up and running. And then in addition to like being with the kids and that is just like, there's like, I don't know if anyone's listening has the answers, please like email me. Cause I find that like, I feel like I'm never doing a good job at all of the things. And like the things that come to mind for me are like being a present parent and being calm and patient with my kids, being a supportive partner and being there and like listening and supporting my partner, being engaged in like my job and doing my best there and having an impact in the work that I'm doing maintaining my home and like cooking and doing laundry and that kind of stuff and then like at the very bottom of the totem pole is like taking care of myself which is like exercising or and like eating healthy and getting enough sleep and that's just like not happening when you're raising two children i think in terms of like balance what's been helpful is therapy i've been in therapy for years now and that's been super helpful i have a strong network of other dad friends who we talk a lot and just kind of explore all the things that we're feeling and thinking about. And then also just healthy communication with my partner. And I think that like early on, I used to keep score a lot, which is like, I think a rookie mistake for, for most, most new parents. We are like, okay, I did these three things around the house. Now you need to do three things. And it's, it's so much more complicated than that. And around just like what is a given person's capacity in the moment and what is the need of the family and what is the need of that individual and so my partner and I I think we worked really hard we've done some like couples counseling and really working on that healthy communication just so we can really be in tune like what is it that each of us needs and making sure that it's like looking within and that it's not coming from a place of like well you just did that so I get to do this now and that it's more coming from a place of like well what do I what do I really need and like what does my family need and how can we find the balance and all of that well I definitely don't have the answers and I continue to look for it even though my kids are getting older because I think that uh, I think I continuously add more on instead of take things away and that doesn't help either so 
That being said, I will say that uh, that I think that every dad has been able to do this in different ways, and I continuously am learning about my foibles, my the things that I know that personally I need to work on, and I think we all have to do that. And we have to be willing to understand that, speak it, make it known, and be able to not only make it known for yourself, but make it known for the people around you as well. Because the more that you are vulnerable with with the things that you struggle with, the more that you can work on it and get support as well. Now, you talked about the organization that you've been working on, it's building called Dad Guild. And I guess I want to go back to the beginning here. And I want you to talk to me about Dad Guild and where this came from. I know you are the president and founder of it. And I love the quote that you have on your website where you say, you know, in collaboration with a number of other fathers in greater Burlington areas, Dad Guild is here to create a supportive network of dads in our community, play groups, dads night out, online community forums, meal pl- plan sharing, monthly calendars, volunteering, and more. That probably explains a lot of it, but I want you to <laughs> kind of go back to the very beginning. What was it that made you say, I see a need, and I'm going to actually act on this to make something happen? Yeah, so I think I shared a bit earlier that growing up, I was always really excited to become a father and really looking forward to having kids. And my background is in social work and mental health, and particularly with with teenagers. I've done that for many years. And so I'm really used to like being vulnerable and like talking about feelings, and especially during like transitions in life. And I remember becoming a father, and I was so... I was so happy that my partner, she had, like, it was like instantly had community because there was these like prenatal yoga classes, these like pregnancy groups that she was instantly like, you know, getting connected with all these folks. And so, you know, she'd be like, yeah, like I have all these like pregnant mom friends. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I have zero expectant father friends. And to me, early on, just kind of highlighted like, oh, who am I talking to about this? Who who am I making sense of this with? And when we became parents, that was so exciting. I remember looking up, pulling up the newspaper and looking like, hey, what what's out there for dads in this area? I mean, we live in Burlington, Vermont, which is known fairly nationally for being a pretty progressive area. And so when I think of like progressive areas where people are raising their kids, like you would think there'd be a lot of, there'd be like a strong fatherhood community or a lot of offerings specifically for non-birth partners. And I just remember looking at the paper and just seeing like a dozen playgroups or breastfeeding groups that were designed for moms or they were open to everyone, which I don't know if you've ever been to a playgroup that's for, you know, for everyone, uh, you go there and it's, it's, 95, 98% moms, which is, which is awesome. And I think speaks to as a society, like kind of where we're at. So yeah, so I ended up, I ended up kind of expressing like, gosh, I really wish there was something for dads. And my partner, she was doing some postnatal yoga and at a yoga studio and the owner there, because there was like a postpartum moms group that met monthly just to talk about what it felt like to be a mom and the challenges that folks are going through. And she said, hey, if anyone knows a man or a father who would like to facilitate a group, like, let me know. So my partner was like, oh, that's that's what my partner wants. And so I got connected with this yoga studio and we did this group that met for nine months. It was once a month for like two hours at night. And I remember the first meeting, one of my first questions to the group was like, why are you here? And everyone was like, I'm here because my partner made me. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> no one actually wants to be here. This isn't going to go well. But then by month nine, when we left, we had like, you know, so many meaningful conversations and just like there was some really great group bonding that at the end, everyone's like, what's next? Like, what do we do? And for me, that was like a really strong indicator of like, okay, I think a lot of dads, they don't know they want something or they don't know they need something. But if you kind of put it out there and they, they taste it a little bit, they find the, the meaning and they find out why it's important. And so from there, I just sent out messages to a bunch of like my dad friends being like, hey, let's just meet up a few nights over the course of a few weeks to like brainstorm ideas, talk about what are folks looking for or what exists. Let's kind of try to better understand what's going on in our community and what it is that people can envision in a strong fatherhood community here in Vermont. And then so from those conversations, we got like a, you know, a pretty great list of like ideas that was like, oh, this is really inspiring and people are really interested in this. And then from there, just, you know, one guy was particularly interested. So we connected and then we're like, let's just start this group and see what happens. Uh, and it started out as like a couple dozen guys in a Facebook group meeting awkwardly at playgrounds, like just kind of like, hey, are you are you here for dad guild? Like, oh yeah, me too. But that's changed. And we have like a network of about 600 dads in Chittenden County and about five or six counties in the state of Vermont. And yeah, we're a nonprofit organization now. And we have like 40 different community partners. We've done about 500 hours of programming. There's been some statewide interest in our work. And so it's just like, it keeps going up and up and up. And so it's it's definitely, it's been really exciting because you're like, oh, people are, this is new. This is innovative. People are liking it. They're enjoying it. And yeah, so that's kind of the gist of what we're doing. So as you think about the time that you've been spending, the groups that have been meeting, the people and the dads that are connecting, what are you learning most from these fathers? What I'm learning most is these guys love their kids so much they just like no one's like hey you know what? i want to be a bad dad or like i i, I really want to like mess up this parenting thing everybody is like they just love their kids so darn much and i think i'm learning that like everybody well not everybody but like people who are coming out to events and are connecting and talking People are really looking for a space to make meaning of life, (laughs) life as a parent, life as a parent in the pandemic, like all of these things that early on we, I don't want to say like tricked people into coming out, but it'd be like, hey, like come out to this brewery and we're going to have like a big screen and we're going to have some like retro video games playing. And you'd get a dozen guys showing up. And this was early on, <clears throat> pre-pandemic. And people would show up because they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Like beer, video games, other dads. But within like five minutes, you'd have people grouping into like, there'd be like groups of four, like five, like little circles. And you just kind of walk by and you hear people talking about how challenging sleep has been and how they, they're kind of arguing with their partner a bit or how they're really having a hard time finding this balance between work life and home life and how to, how to fit it all in. And how quickly, I think what something's been really amazing to me is like how quickly people have been, once they're in a space where, oh, there's four other dads here who are talking about this, I I want to talk about this too. And then having those conversations, and then some of these guys who have been with us for a couple of years, you know, within a few months, they, they would say things such as, gosh, I've had friends for 20 years, 
and we've never talked about we've never gotten to like the depths of the conversations that we're having in dad guild so here's a group of guys like <clears throat> one of our programs we do a video messaging group there's a couple of groups we have going on now but people just send video messages to each other in this group tra- chat format and within a few months everyone across the board was sharing really meaningful stuff and pretty deep personal stuff and across the board they were everyone was saying i've never had these conversations with, with other men before and i this feels really nice and so this thing around i think guys are looking for this they just don't know they're looking for it it's like there's this hole in their life that they that exists that they don't know about but it's not until they get exposed to it where it's like oh hey this actually feels really good and so that kind of like that that puzzle then of like how do you show people how do you introduce dads to this like this way of being of connecting with other people and talking about meaningful topics and being with your kid when they're not looking for it now in all of those things that you were just talking about and the things that you've learned along the way as you are looking forward at the future what are some things that dad guild's trying to do next in in the direction that they're moving yeah so this is a really exciting time for dad guild because we've been around for three years uh, a little over three years in the first three years we were 100 percent volunteer run and then uh, this january i stepped into like a 10 hour a week uh, ed role and now i'm actually leaving my my other paying gig to focus just on dad guild and just finding there was there's just as the interest and demand for like what dad guild offers increases i've just been unable to find the balance (laughs) and so just trying to focus on this and so there's a lot of interest i mean i could go on for a long time uh some of the things that we're focusing on are creating a in the county that burlington's in so uh, chittenden county is creating kind of like a regional coalition because that's where a lot of our programming happens at this moment so Uh, any organizations or any community partners who are working with dads in some capacity or working with families, inviting them to be a part of a coalition where we can work together to kind of better understand what are the needs in the community and how can we better address those working together. Additionally, there's been some interest in creating a statewide network, which is stuff that we're interested in as as well, because there's there's a few small pockets of folks doing fatherhood work across the state of Vermont, which is a pretty small state. Uh, but there isn't like a cohesive network of these professionals working together. And so we'd really love to invite community partners across the state in onto this team to be sharing resources, to see what's working, what's not, and how are we building a statewide network. And then we also want to be working with different communities around, because what works in Burlington, Vermont, in some of our more rural towns, isn't going to have, it's not going to be the same bloop. So it's really like looking, working with each community or organization or even schools around like, hey, you're looking to get dads more engaged. You're looking to get dads more involved. Let's look at like the profile of your community. What are the strengths? What are the challenges? What are the assets? And let's really work together to figure out how we can you know, design programs in a intentional way that will draw fathers in. <clears throat> and then additionally, we're also just looking to put more resources on our website. One of the things that we've, you know, we have a network of 600 dads, I would say over the course of a month, we average about 40 people attending in-person stuff and about a total of 100 participating in our virtual offerings and like in active conversation in our Facebook group. And one of the things that folks have identified is social anxiety around uh, being a barrier to participation in our programs. 
And so looking at what are the resources that we can be putting on our website that are that are well thought out and working with different community partners, but that so people can access resources and engage in these conversations or just hear other parents and other fathers talking about being a dad on their own time. Because I think it's really easy for someone to listen to a podcast, which is why something like this is great. Whereas like going to a playgroup with your kid requires like a few extra like levels up of comfort and and also just like schedule wise and, and timing. So yeah, kind of right off the bat, those are some of the things that we're working on. In addition to just again, working with different community partners around anyone who identifies as a dad or folks who find themselves in the role as a father, uh, including you know, anyone who identifies as a non-birth parent or, you know, grandparents who have fallen into this fatherhood role unexpected, unexpectedly, uh, how are we working with them to make sure that they're also receiving the same supports and benefits that uh, we're hoping to provide all caregivers with? Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. You ready? Oh, gosh. Yes, I guess so. In one word, what is fatherhood? Complex. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? I think one time that I succeeded, or an early time I succeeded in being a father to a daughter, we are having lots of conversations with my daughter. Gosh, she must have been probably around 18 months, but we tried to talk to her about like, using the word no. And there was a kid at the library who was like trying to take a pencil she was using. And she just like held on to it and like growled at this 10-year-old boy and he walked away. And I remember feeling like, that's awesome. <laughs> you just spoke up for yourself. And I've, I feel like I feel like that, that's those are the conversations I've been having with you. Now, if I was to ask your daughters, how would they describe you as a dad? Is this before or after I went on anti-anxiety medication, Chris? <laughs> I would say before, probably pretty stressed. I think fun. I think they think I'm really fun. We laugh a lot. We do a lot of tickle time and joking around. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? I think my kids. I mean, whenever I know that I'm not being a great dad or I'm not being the dad that I want to be, it's because I know that it's my children who have the, like, that how I'm doing and how I'm parenting they get the immediate impact and they inspire me every day to like be the best version of myself that I can be. And you've given a lot of pieces of wisdom of things that you've had to learn from others that you've had to learn about yourself. What's one piece of advice you'd want to give to all dads? I think, and I'll say this because I don't think it comes naturally to a lot of men, but find like find other dad friends and like insert yourself and take that step because I think it's really easy to like to not do that and to like not have dad friends and to disengage a little bit and I just know that when when you're not doing that then if you're in a you know heterosexual relationship uh, with a woman and that means mom is the one who's has the parent friends and is arranging play dates and is the one who's finding summer camps is the one who's like bringing muffins to class for school like you got to lean into that more. And I know it's scary <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, but you, I really just think you have to lean into it. Now, if people want to find out more about Dad Guild, about you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, you can visit, uh, we have a website, so dadguild.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dad Guild. 
And yeah, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter. You can just kind of see what is going on. We have a podcast coming out, I think this month. We've been working on it for a while, but that'll be coming out. So yeah, check us out. Well, Keegan, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here today for the work that you're doing in Vermont to help dads be the best dads that they can be. And I wish you all the best. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. And I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best as well. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad